0: From PhiladelphiaEagles.com, insider Jeff Spadero joining us now following this win on Sunday Night Football. Ultimately, Dave, what did this victory over the Dolphins come down to?
1: I was really impressed with the way Jalen Hurts and the Eagles responded after he threw that pick six. To come back with an eight-play, 75-yard drive was really just impressive. Against the wind, with a crowd that was kind of stunned, it was the second giveaway, and the Eagles really showed some resilience there. And then, playing complementary football, Darius Slay makes the big interception <laughs> at the one-yard line. And then the Eagles go for it on fourth down with 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter at their 26-yard line, and then four plays later at their 37-yard <laughs> line. Fourth and one means nothing to this team. They converted four fourth downs. And so to put the, another touchdown on the board there, you know, against a really good Miami team, the Eagles had not been through those first six games the sharpest five-win team in the history of the NFL. <laughs> but tonight I thought they really showed how good they can be with a defense that kept a Miami team that was averaging 37 points a game to really seven points because the three points came on the first giveaway from Hurts and seven mm-hmm. points came on the pick six. I just thought it was it was the Eagles to this point their signature victory of the season.
0: Why did it take the Jerome Baker interception return for a touchdown? So Jalen's second turnover. Why did it take that for them to find the next gear?
1: Yeah, look, it was a tough game. They, they had a 17 to three lead. I thought they played a really good first half and then Miami converts a third and 18 and they end the first half with a touchdown. And so it's a 17 to 10 game. Then Miami comes out, and the Eagles defense holds in the third quarter. Then the turnover. So it really wasn't like, a, it wasn't like a big lull. I mean, the Eagles had the two giveaways, and they punted one time. And the rest of the time, they moved the ball pretty well. They had 350-plus yards. They had zero penalties on the night. Really good statistics yeah, there. Amazing. They controlled the football for 36 minutes, and that's kind of what you want to do. You want to grind it out against the Miami Dolphins. And so, I, again— I think we are used to seeing the Eagles in a video game capacity offensively. That's not what they've been this year. So tonight really showed me something about this football team.
0: Jalen does seem to be really bothered, though, by his mistakes. He takes them personally. So what has he said about the turnovers to this point through seven weeks?
1: I mean, it's it's very uncharacteristic of him, um, and he's not happy with it at all. Look, last year was so dominant for this football team. 14 and three in the regular season, blowout wins in the NFC Championship. Theory, you know, the NFC Championship postseason, um, the NFC playoffs were amazing. The Super Bowl, Jalen was up and down the field. It's teams study you, and they they've done a really good job defensively. I think taking away his run, and so you've got to find other ways to win. And really, the two drawbacks for the Eagles offensively this season have been the giveaways. Number one. And then the red zone performance. Tonight, the Eagles were four of five before that final meaningless possession in the red zone. That's a really nice improvement. So I think the Eagles are headed in the right direction, and they need to be, because they're in the really tough part of their schedule, and they can't afford the four giveaway games like they had against the Jets last Sunday.
0: We'll talk about their schedule coming up because you're right, it is a buzzsaw. Dave Spadaro is with PhiladelphiaEagles.com on Twitter at Eagles Insider. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Has anyone ever done the science of the tush push or the brotherly shove or whatever it is that you call it, Dave? How come everyone in the building knows that's what the Eagles are about to do and yet still it cannot be stopped?
1: I think we call it the brotherly shove in Philadelphia, which by by the way, is kind of a, a, right now, the, the center of the sports universe with the Phillies playing the way they are and the Eagles doing well. It's really remarkable. And I see other teams try it. Offensive line is really good. They get excellent push. Jalen hurts at one time in his college life, squatted 600 pounds. Other quarterbacks just don't do that. So he's really able to drive. And when the Eagles do the tush-push, they're not getting it by inches. They're (laughs) getting it by two and three yards. I mean, they're just blowing teams off the line of scrimmage. And it makes me wonder tonight, nationally televised game, big audience, Eagles 4 of 4, is this going to mean that the brotherly shove will be more likely to be outlawed or less likely to be outlawed? Do you think the national television audience, Fell in love with the brotherly shove.
0: (laughs) Oh, nice. I like that, Dave. I honestly can't figure out why the NFL would get rid of it. Is there some crazy injury risk that I'm missing?
1: Yeah, I mean, look, they had a chance last year in the annual meeting. The competition committee discussed it. And ultimately, there is nothing illegal about this play. It may not be aesthetically pleasing, and it may be vexing to defenses. And it may be infuriating to other offenses that are unable to run it as effectively as the Eagles do. But it is perfectly legal. And I don't see any reason why they would make it illegal unless they just don't like the appearance of the play.
0: Right, exactly. They obviously have an incredible number one receiver in A.J. Brown. We know Devontae Smith, though not been targeted quite as much, is still uh, an awesome weapon as well. DeAndre Swift, Dallas Goddard, and then they add Julio Jones. What is the plan for him, Dave?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, tonight by my count, he had 12 reps, one catch, three yards. He I thought blocked pretty well at times. You know, made some nice blocks in the run game. I think You want to, first of all, ease him into things. He hadn't played since last season. You want to make sure that he stays healthy. He still looks great in a uniform. I thought he moved really well tonight. I mean, if the Eagles can get a serviceable, viable threat as the number three receiver, that really means a lot to this offense. They've already got so many weapons. I don't think anybody expects Julio Jones to be what he was in, say, 2014. But for him to be reliable, to be a weapon maybe to be a red zone threat would really help the Eagles. Dave Spadaro is with
0: us after a big Eagles win on Sunday night football against the Dolphins. And now just two teams in the NFL, the six and one record that we'll see what the Niners do on Monday night. It's after hours on CBS sports radio. Dave, I know last year this team made a living behind that offensive line with the run game, certainly in the playoffs. That was so critical. And yet they do have so many weapons in the receiving game. So What type of balance are they trying to strike with the two facets of the offense?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think to be determined, I think that it really is dependent upon what a defense is giving you, right? I mean, if a defense is giving you a light box, you're throwing the football, you're running the football. If they give you a heavy box, you've got to throw the football. Um, So there's still a lot of chess matches to be played here the rest of the way. I think it's really important for the Eagles to continue to work on the red zone. They want to be vertical in the pass game. But they also want to do things that they've really done well here this season, and that's grind it out with long drives, time-consuming drives, keeping the other offense on the sidelines. So they've shown the ability to do that. Now, can DeAndre Swift hold up for an entire 17-game season? Can Kenny Gainwell be a complementary running back? Can they get anything out of Rashad Penny, who's been more inactive this season than active? But I think, ideally, they want to be a, a multifaceted offense that, if you're going to give them the run, they're going to wear you down with the run. If you're going to give them the passing game, they're going to explosive play you to death. And that's what they were last year, and they're, they're trying to get back to that level in 2023. And if you're going to give them a fourth
0: and one, well, we know exactly what's coming then, too.
1: <laughs> and you're not going to be able to stop it. Nobody, it was the weirdest, the weirdest play tonight was the, the double penalty, which was nullified, right? The, mm-hmm. Both teams offside on the tush-push. I've never seen that in my life.
0: (laughs) Again, everyone knows it's coming in that great anticipation. Well, on the defensive side of the ball, Dave, how did the Eagles limit not just the Dolphins as a whole, but Tyreek Hill? I know he dropped a long touchdown pass, but he was fairly contained tonight.
1: No doubt. 15 targets, 11 catches, 88 yards. That's a win against Tyreek Hill. So they win this defense by dominating at the line of scrimmage, which they have done on a fairly consistent basis this season. And getting rookie Jalen Carter back after missing last week's game, really important. They made the Miami Dolphins a one-dimensional offense. They just took away that run game. They really pressured 2 well. They tackled great. Sean Desai, the defensive coordinator, had some excellent combinations in coverage. They got good play, underrated play, from their nickel cornerback position, which has been an issue with Avante Maddox injured. Eli Ricks and Josiah Scott really played well splitting time there. And like you said, did a great job on Tyreek Hill, gave a little bit to Waddle, gave a little bit elsewhere. But really, when you're holding the Dolphins to, what, under 250 yards, right. I mean, that's a, that's a standing ovation all around. It was a, it was a great defensive effort.
0: So, Dave, let's talk about the schedule. You alluded to it earlier. It's becoming a a real challenge here in this middle portion of the season. So, next, on the road at Washington and then home to the Cowboys, so both divisional games there. You've got a game against the Chiefs, one against the Bills, one against the Niners before on the road in Dallas, Wowzers! But when you look at this schedule, what comes to your mind?
1: I think, look, it's really important for the Eagles that they're banking these wins. And 6-1 and is impressive. You know it's going to get really hard. We we don't know what teams are going to look like. And and frankly, when I look at the way the Buffalo Bills have played this season, I'm not sure that they are that impressive to this point. But they could turn it around. The 49ers have Ebo Samuel with a hairline fracture in his, I think, shoulder. Mm -hmm. Is he going to be healthy? I mean, look, I think the Eagles just take it one, day, one game at a time here. They're, they're going to be really strong contenders in the NFC East. They've got a game-and-a-half lead over Dallas. Washington's a few games back. New York is, is way back. So I think what, what Nick Sirianni's teams have done very well is just, just that one game at a time. I know it's really boring, and I know it's cliche-ish, but they don't look ahead. They don't start talking about how good they are. They just go out and they play physical football. And when you have a good offensive line and a good defensive line, you really do have a chance to win every week. And I think that's kind of where this team is at. They, they have a chance to win every single week. And with a big game at Washington coming off a tough loss, I mean, that's going to be a very tough game. Washington always plays the Eagles hard. Dallas, and then you go into a bye week, and you've got the Kansas City Chiefs after that. Brutal week after week after week. But, mm. hey, that's what it's all about. The Eagles are a hunted team, and they seem to really enjoy that role.
0: Yeah, I heard Dallas Goddard say that they also really enjoy playing and succeeding for one another, that the team is really close. Uh, did you have any idea, by the way, as we think about that game at Arrowhead Stadium, that the Kelsey brothers, Jason Kelsey, could turn into such a superstar?
1: Yeah, that will be a spectacle. I mean, it'll be Kelsey mania, Taylor Swift. I, it, the, whole, the whole thing is it's just overwhelming. Um <laughs> Yeah, I remember when Jason got drafted and, you know, he was a six-round draft pick and he was an undersized guy. He had been ill at the combine and everybody was wondering, was he big enough to be able to man, anchor an offensive line? And here we are. I believe he'll be a pro football Hall of Famer. He's tough. He's durable. He's athletic. He's just a great football player. And, you know, Mama and Papa Kelsey are really <laughs> proud of their two sons. I know them well. Uh, we really enjoyed, until the final two minutes, the Super Bowl last year. Heck, the way these teams are, are going, it's not out of the realm. that Can you imagine a repeat of Kelsey versus Kelsey with oh. a... Gosh. Uh, would, would Taylor Swift play at halftime?
0: <laughs> Move over Usher? I, I don't know if that's yeah, even exactly. a
1: possibility.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, just jump on stage for a song or two, and I think everybody <laughs> goes home happy.
0: Dave, before I let you go, if, if that were to be the case, the Eagles would be there with two brand-new coordinators. Both went off to become head coaches last year. Have you seen the new guys adjust to their roles and settle in?
1: I think, I think the defense has been just terrific. I mean, Sean Desai has been very impressive. And they have had key injuries throughout the secondary, I mean, every single week. So they've done outstanding work with some players who they've literally plucked off the street and thrown in the following week. Brian Johnson has had a bumpy road at times. I think there's improvement here. Again, the red zone is where most of the problems have been. And tonight the Eagles scored four touchdowns and scored five times in the red zone. They've got to eliminate the the turnovers and they've got to run the football better, but I think that's on the horizon. Certainly some growing pains, but again, six wins in seven weeks. And you ask any team in the league, they are very happy <laughs> sitting at 6-1. and one
0: no doubt. All right. You can find Dave Spadaro on PhiladelphiaEagles.com Eagles.com at Eagles insider on Twitter or at the Eagles insider on Instagram at the game on Sunday night as they move to six and one and a win is a win is a win is a win. But this one was impressive. Uh, Dave, great to connect with you. Thank you so much for a couple of minutes.
1: My pleasure anytime. And uh, it was really a great game in the atmosphere at Lincoln financial field. The Eagles were wearing their classic Kelly green jerseys from the <laughs> 80s and 90s. It was really, really fun and an outstanding football game.
0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.